Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, man? It's your main man, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice, and this is The Porch. Welcome. I am here solo right now. As far as my, my co-host, Bolo, he couldn't be here. He had he had a work event. I think he's at a, a, a hockey game right now in Indianapolis. It's his first hockey game. So shout out to Bolo, man. I know he's celebrating a seven-year anniversary working at his job, which is, a, you know, a, a, a big a big step, a big milestone, I'll say. So shout out to my brother. Um, but I couldn't leave our fans here uh, one week without doing an episode and super excited for this one, of course, because we, this is a, this is a rewind episode. This is a, this is a, a one of those episodes we had to reach back into the arsenal and, and bring one of our special guests back on again. And I'm sure you, you for our visual and our YouTube viewers here, you already recognize this face. Uh, Miss Claudine Cooper, the amazing Claudine Cooper, has joined us again, and uh, so excited to dive into a couple of topics here that we couldn't touch on last time. So, how are you doing right now? Well, I'm just gonna step in, and I am gonna fill those big shoes of bolos, and we'll just. How about we just chop it up tonight, huh, Big Smitty? Let's do it, me and you. I think I think we can make things happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I think we can. <laughs> first of all, but before I even dive into the main topics. You got a new style, new look in your hair. I for it looks amazing. Looks amazing. It's fire. I saw you. You put a video on Instagram. Um, you were doing some modeling with the hair. Can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that? You know, I've been really in the flow. I don't know if you believe in what you put out into the universe comes back to you, but. Um, this was something I wasn't even thinking about, was not even on my radar. Someone reached out to me. I wear my hair naturally, salt and pepper, because I am almost 50. And I stopped coloring my hair almost 10 years ago. I just got tired of the upkeep, to be honest with you. I'm a low maintenance girly. I'm an athlete. So coloring my hair, getting my nails done, it's just not on my radar. But a woman reached out to me and said she was looking for some Someone who could model the gray hair for the braids mm. and she wanted someone who already authentically wears their hair naturally silver naturally gray and I agreed to do it and I was I'm going to be honest with you and everyone who's watching by saying that because I'm not a model that's not my thing I pride myself on my inner beauty more than what I look like on the outside I wasn't really, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I was kind of like, ah, this isn't really me. Right. Honey, I got in there. They started putting clothes on me and makeup and nails and hair, braiding my hair. I said, huh, I'm a whole new woman. <laughs> you feel good, then you, you feel, you know, because the physical, let's be real though. The physical, when you're taking care of yourself, it, it, it kind of does 
play a role in your mental at times too. It makes you feel good when you're seeing yourself get all dolled up, hair done, makeup, getting treated like, like a queen, and then seeing like seeing some of the behind the scenes pictures and moments. I'm sure that had to feel special, and uh, I, I can't wait to see the, the results. I don't know if they're already out there yet, but I do want to. They're not quite out there yet. Okay. So basically, what the what the modeling job was is that they're gonna they're gonna be showcasing the different types of hair that they braid with and that they right. sell. And so it's going to be a campaign where you're going to see the different styles, also the different shades of how we all kind of look different, but we all still are rocking our braided style. So it's definitely going to be a great, I'll, I'll send it to you or you'll see it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Well, I had to give, give you your flowers on that, man. Shout out to that and, and, and that opportunity. And it's crazy how just, God will bless you with random opportunities that you never thought you would ever do or be a part of. And another uh, thing to add to you to your uh, amazing list. So uh, shout out to you. Um, well, let me stop you right there though, okay. because I also believe that a lot of people might be presented with opportunities, but they'd be so scared to walk through the door. Right. And to be honest, like I said, this isn't my bag. I'm not like a model type girly. I'm not the the person who thinks that I should be like on camera, I'm going to be on camera, not because of how I look, but because of the wisdom that I've gained over the years. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't even think twice when she asked me, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But a lot of people stop themselves before they get to the, I'll do it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yep. hundred percent. You know, oftentimes. So I've kind of retrained my mind where anytime I'm internally nervous or scared or hesitant to do something that lets me know that I need to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a reverse of like, if you're nervous about something, that means it probably matters or, or it's something that's, could, could elevate you. To, you know what I'm saying? If it's something that's easy that you've already done before, nine times out of 10, you're probably not really nervous because it's like, I've already done this. I've been doing it. It's regular to me. So when it's something new and it's a new door, new opportunity, we all are human. So we all have those internal fears or nerves or anxiety. So all the time, me personally, when I feel that way, I'm like, all right, Darnell, you're going to do it now just because of that. So um, I love that mindset that you have. And, you know, kind of switching gears here, man, one topic that I definitely wanted to dive into um, to get your wisdom is relationships and specifically marriage. I feel like today's society, especially with social media and yeah. uh, even the, the being real, just women being so independent now, which, again, is amazing. Right. I love it. But because of that, I do feel like at least from my generation, I'm seeing a lot of women kind of just, I don't really need no man. I can take care of this myself. I'm the breadwinner. I'm making the money, this, that, that, and the third. And I feel like men's, like the value of men, at least publicly, is is kind of like deterring. It's, it's, it's like we're not as valuable or mm. looked at as valuable as we once were. And I feel like just marriage in general is kind of like talked down upon. You, I'm always hearing negative stuff about like marriage and 50% of all marriages fail because of money or because of infidelity and this and that. Let's like, let's talk about more the positive side and why marriage is great. And you're obviously a married woman, beautiful family. Just starting there, man, I guess. What, what was the reason for you? Like, why did you decide to get married? I mean, let's start there. You know, um, I'm a Midwest girl to my heart and soul. Um, and also, you, you know, I just wanted a family. I wanted to have children 
And I didn't want my children to be raised the way I was raised. No shade to my parents, but they were young when they had me unprepared. Um, you know, they weren't together for very long. And, you know, there were, you know, all kinds of circumstances that we not going to get into in this podcast because I don't want this to turn into Ianla fix my life. But yeah. Um, but just to be honest with you, it was like, if I was going to have a family, it was going to be at least starting with the traditional route. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do it just to be doing it. I didn't want to just be attracted to someone, end up in the bed with them and then end up having children with them. I was very intentional about my own fertility. Okay. So that's the first, that's the first portion and the sun is going down. So I might have to click this light on behind me, but the, the first portion is that I did not want to bring any children into this world who would have to navigate a co-parenting situation, who would have to navigate, you know, maybe a dad who wasn't interested or a mom who had to work to survive and all of that. So um, I began dating with intention. And when I say dating with intention, if you're not in the same space that I'm in, I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time getting to know you. And, you know, I've been married for 20 years now. So I believe things have changed dramatically with the onset of social media. Um, yeah. And, you know, I had to actually speak to people in order to get to know them. I had to go out with them in order to know if we were on the same page or not. And I had to be honest and transparent in saying, hey, this doesn't seem like it's going to work. I'm not interested in someone who has four kids previously. So thank you for taking me out. I truly appreciate it. I've gotten to know you and I know what I want and I know what I don't want. And so it made the dating process much more streamlined. When you know what you want, you can easily cast aside the things that you don't want. Uh, yeah. And it's so much easier to do that obviously in person because I think everybody's going to put on their best, their best performance or their best foot forward, you know, especially on social media, you know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's kind of hard to really read between the lines of what's real and what's fake. And I'm glad you brought up social media because obviously there's so many benefits to it, you know, for business purposes, for networking, staying connected with friends and family. We get all that. But on the flip side, I do think social media has made it harder for relationships and for couples for a, a variety of reasons. I just think, number one, is being real, the access that you have to just the world. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real, man. Like, uh, you know, men and women, both sides. It's like you can be in love with the person who you're with at home. 100%, but then you go on Instagram and you scroll and you see all these this amazing looking humans, you know what I'm saying, online. And again, nobody's perfect and everyone has their own flaws and things like that. And and it's just, it, it can just make it tough mentally sometimes to where it's like, man, all I got to do is hit this page and, and, and send a message and boom, that quick, I can be connected to this person. Like, what's your opinion on the social media side and like the impact it has had on relationships in your, your view? 
Well, I'll start by saying that whoever's watching this video is watching this video compliments of social media. So we're not hating on social media. We love that it's a place where we can share wisdom, gems, nuggets, things like that. However, for a person who wants to, let's just say, um, <laughs> for a person who wants to get into some shit, there's some sh more shit to get into. I can only say it like that, That's right? A That's a bore. <laughs> um, now, back in the day, uh, being able to use your voice and stand up for yourself in person and learn how to call people and talk to them and assert yourself and say, hey, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. My belief is that people have more courage behind a keyboard. So the things I hear people saying to one another via social media or via text mm -hmm. is much different than when I was coming up in my 20s. I can't imagine just like saying some out-of-pocket stuff to someone just face-to-face. -face. You know what I'm saying? Well, I can because I can get out-of-pocket face-to-face, but everybody don't have that heart to get out-of-pocket face-to-face. We, so we call them keyboard warriors. Like they, they get behind the keyboard and they got all that courage, but you see them in person and they ain't going to say a word. <laughs> ain't going to say a word. Listen, this is, this is so interesting because I know people personally who are introverted in person. They don't say anything, but online they're like huge. They're like talking mess. They're talking about what they're going to do, what they're, I'm looking at them like, who going to do what now? <laughs> the CC? <laughs> the Miss Cooper? <laughs> Uh, uh, nah, oh, man. Um, and then the other thing, too, is someone who has a desire to be unfaithful, whether it was 20 years ago or 50 years ago in a time when our grandparents were out here creeping, it, it, a person who has a desire to be unfaithful doesn't matter if they're on social media or if they're not on social media. If that's what they have a desire to do, they're going to do it. We saw it with grandparents' ages. We see it now. I mean, yeah, there is more access, but at the end of the day, you have to start with a desire. Anything starts with intention. Mm -hmm. Even if you say it doesn't, if you're scrolling and like you just said, like, oh, I'm scrolling and then I'm seeing, you know, a variety of different, you know, good looking people. Well, then unfollow those people, mute them because <laughs> you have the option to consume what you want to consume. If you're into sports, you're going to get more sports stuff. If you're into fashion, you're going to get more fashion stuff. But if something starts to trigger you in any way, shape or form, I feel like we have the power to control what we're going to consume and what we're not going to consume. No, but yeah, but that, that is a good point that you mentioned. Like if you desire to mess around, if you desire to do whatever that, that desire is, you will do it regardless of the scenario. I just, like you said, I just believe that for those people who desire whatever they may, whether it's infidelity, whether it's uh, whatever your, your vice is, whatever your issue is, I just think with social media, it just makes it easier. I'll say that. Whatever that is, it makes it makes it easier for you. So, but let me ask you this, man. You say you've been married for 20 years, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the main keys to sustaining a happy marriage? Because I've been married for over three years, but I, this is my high school sweetheart. So we've been we've been together for over 13 years in totality. So I've been together for a pretty pretty long time as well. And I've learned even at, at my age that 
um, it's not relationships and marriage is not going to be perfect. It's going to be bumpy roads. You're going to argue sometimes, you're going to disagree. You might have days where you're like, man, I don't even feel like being bothered. But it's about, it's about to me, like the overall bigger picture, the overall journey. And really just, I feel like you have to wake up every single morning and make a decision that, that, that you're going to choose that person next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're, you're making a decision that I want to put this person first and I want to do for this person every single day, even when it's bumpy, even when they're getting on your nerves, even when whatever, it's not about that. It's about, I, I'm truly in love with, with my, with my wife or my husband. And that's, that's what I, that's what I'm choosing. But from your experience, like what, what are the main keys though to that successful relationship? Okay. So last week I was teaching my class at Equinox. Okay. And after I'm finished teaching my classes, a lot of times the people will stay after to talk. So one woman, we, we stay in after we're chatting with each other. And she says, how do you stay married, girl? My boyfriend is getting on my nerves. Right. right. And I said to her, I am married to my marriage. I am not married to my husband. Does that make sense? Explain, explain that a little bit. I, I think Look, I know it, but I want to hear, hear a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Marriage is its own entity. Your marriage is its own entity. Inside your marriage, let's put all the elements. So you put your in-laws in there. Your in-laws go in there, right? Your mm-hmm. children, they go in there. Your businesses, they go in there. The money that you two have combined to invest in whatever you've invested, that goes in there too. The time, the people who came to your wedding, they all go in there too, right? So you're not, this marriage is not just only about you and how you feel about this human being to day because I'll tell you after 20 years I still don't have the answer you want to know the keys I don't have the keys okay I'm still figuring it out as I go along but what I do know is that if I depended on just being happy with this person the person itself oh he makes me happy number one number one before I met my husband I lived alone for 10 years by myself paying my own bills, you know, buying my own property, doing all these things alone. Mm. So when I got with my husband, we had, we combined our assets, we combined our finances, we combined our shared goals, things like that. This is more than just me being happy with a person. This is me having a relationship with someone who is building with me brick by brick over the course of 20 years. And I, you know, I I actually feel really thankful and blessed that I got a good one. Somebody who cares about me, who's always considering me. I feel the same about him. We watched this comedy special Mm. years ago. It was Chris Rock and Chris Rock said, As a married man, every day I get up, I look in the mirror and I say, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I think that one thing that frustrates me when I speak to people who are married or who are dating or who are getting into a phase where they're not happy, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this person. Ask yourself, were you happy when you were by yourself? <laughs> I'm preaching right now. Yes. 
To depend on another human being for your happiness is not just unfair to you, but it's unfair to them. I don't depend on another person to make me happy. Not my children, not my husband. I take my own happiness and I put it in my hands and I make sure I'm doing things that bring me joy every day. Now, if me and my husband get to squabbling because that's what husband and wives do, I still have things that bring me joy that are outside of this relationship. And I get back to my husband after doing the things that bring me joy and I'm a much happier person. Mm. And then I can meet him where he is and we can get back to squabbling. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what we going to squabble. So no matter what, (laughs) for the single folks out there, if you, when you, if you're looking for marriage, looking for your, your loved one, just understand Part of that marriage will be some arguing, some squabbling, and that's just a part of it. But you will get through it, and you will fight through it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what any relationship, a friendship, uh, your parent, whoever, if if you're with somebody every single day, every single day, you probably going to get into it sometime. If me and Cece, as friends, was hanging out every single day for 20 years, we probably would have bumped heads at some point just because that's human nature. It doesn't mean that this ain't a good person or you're not a good person. It doesn't mean we got to end the relationship. It doesn't mean you shouldn't fight for it. And I do, I feel like too many times in today's age, at least from what I see in the media and things like that, people aren't willing to fight for stuff. You know, we live in this microwave society where whether it's career, whether it's relationship, no matter what it is, people ain't really willing to work. They want everything right now. And the second something isn't going the way that they think it should go, they're out the door just immediately. And I just think with marriage, man, that's a commitment, obviously under God, you know, on the spiritual side. But like you said, it's deeper than just you. It's deeper than just them. We're bringing families together. And obviously, if you got kids, that's a whole nother situation. You're building legacy. It's just so much that goes into it to where I was just like, man, you got to fight. You got to relearn your partner. Because over time, again, I've been, me and my girl been together since we were 16. That's very rare. I might, we're about, I might be 30 next month or in January. Mm. So basically next month. So you think we're the Did same? January, January what? 19, Capricorn, last day. Capricorn's in the building. I'm the 16th. Let's go. Are we throwing a are we throwing a joint party on the 18th? What are we doing? Say something. You know it's MLK weekend. Let's go. It's done. I'm you know, I'm in Inglewood now too. So we we we, we in the same hood. I just moved a couple weeks ago. So we down the street. So it's done. Let's <laughs> it's go. official. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, what I was saying was, man, you, if you think we're the same people we were at 16 as we are at 30, you're crazy. You're wild. So my point is there's going to be changes over time and you have to adapt, relearn and find new ways to kind of generate that spark. You know what I'm saying? You can't get comfortable in a relationship and think that what you did five years ago, three years ago is going to be necessarily the same thing that you can just do the rest of the relationship and that's going to make your partner happy. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, I think that's really huge. I want to jump in on that real quick. Please do. You said that a lot of people these days want everything quick. So I do fitness. That's my that's my living. That's my passion. That's my purpose. Yeah. When I teach a workout, I notice there are people in the workout who are going to push. They're going to go 110%. If I say we're doing 10 burpees, they're doing 11. Mm-hmm. If I say we're doing 20 push-ups, they're doing 25. But there are people who don't want to even do the 10 burpees. They want to do five. 
it starts to eh, it starts to get a little harder. Yeah. Eh, I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> I'm good. So to be honest with you, I don't necessarily feel that the reason a lot of relationships are splitting up right now is because of society right now or because of social media. I think a lot of relationships are splitting up because people don't have the character of strength and resilience to stick it out, just like a workout. Mm -hmm. It's nothing new under the sun. People was getting divorced when I was five and 10 years old. It's not like divorce is new. You get what I'm saying? So to me, I just feel like, to have the strength of character to push through the discomfort is very similar to a workout. That's how I feel about relationships. You're going to have to push through the discomfort. I love that. That's a perfect analogy, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking back to my, some of my days when I was playing football, especially when I was lifting probably my heaviest weight and my strength coach would tell me to, you know, put that 500 pounds on your back. And when, when it was my first time doing it, I'm like, huh, 500? But then you push yourself through there and you're like, oh, I can do this about five, six times. That's nothing. Put on more. So it's just like a relationship. You got to push yourself through those, that discomfort. And then you'll reach yep. new heights and you just continue to grow and grow and grow. And um, I'm glad you alluded to, to working out because it's funny. A couple, it might have been like a month ago now, you, you were doing one of your, your IG lives, which you do, I think, almost on a daily, I feel like. And during the IG live, you were sharing a story of like, it was someone who I think you you had like trained like, so, like years ago. And she had felt like um, you you had, you were like a little hard on her at, at that moment, but then you ended up like running to her like ten years later at the store, and uh, you know I think she might have like kind of apologized or kind of changed her mind as she had learned and, and, and grew. Um, and it was a part of that story when you were t- uh, you were sharing it. You had mentioned that you guys ironically ran into each other in the adult section of the store. And the reason why I bring that up is in a relationship, I mentioned a few minutes ago, you have to find ways to keep your relationship exciting, mm-hmm. spicy, whatever, learn your partner. Mm-hmm. Staying in that lane, I guess how how important or yeah, how important I would say is that side of, of maintaining a happy relationship, the, 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 sex, the sexual side and maintaining that. Because I feel like sometimes as couples get older, at least when I talk to, to certain people like, on one end, some people say, well, when you get older, that stuff don't even matter as much. You know, that's when you're 20s, you know, everybody just want to be be like rabbits and just hop around all day. When you get older, you don't care that much. But then on the other side, I've heard like, well, women, when they get to like, like their 40s and mid-40s, that's their actual, that's their sexual peak when they're actually enlightened and they're in a different, like different phase. Someone who's been married for 20 plus years, from your perspective, like how important is that in the overall happiness and successful relationship? Well, two things. The first thing is you cannot put everybody into one category. I know women who wish their husbands were more intimately excited about them and they're not right. And then I know men who are like, damn, it's a drought up in here. Right. Um, And so one thing before I got married, because I have a dad and I'm very thankful that my dad and I are very close and he will tell tell me things that most women won't find out because their dad isn't sharing men's secrets. Right. But my dad was just like, I'm going to tell you, you fight, have sex, you happy, have sex, you have some kids, have sex. Like Mm -hmm. he just was like, basically 
it can fix everything, you know? And he was like, one of the worst things that a woman can do is to be mad and use that to, you know, punish as a weapon. Right. And so my dad always puts me on to game. My dad is like, always got these crazy little sayings and stuff. You know, he's a real seventies kind of guy. So, so I just, I'm just thankful in my relationship that I had that information going into my marriage because I personally can't speak for all women, but I do know that, I mean, literally you're with the same person, you're with the same person. So you have to find ways. So in my case, like one thing we do is like, we try to go out of town a little bit together without the kids. And that always helps. Or, you know, like you said, I was in the adult aisle, you know, I'm always looking for like, "Mm, what's over here. What do you know? What do I need now? You know, with my old ass. Right. But (laughs) You ain't old. Stop, stop. (laughs) But saying all that to say being open to the idea that, yes, our bodies change. Yes, biology is still biology. You know, I may look good, but I'm still turning 49 in about four or five weeks. Right. So it's like at the end of the day, you still have to honor the fact that our bodies do change. You know, people's desires change, different things that you're willing to do maybe 20 years ago, you don't want to do now. I mean, you have to be honest about where you are. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, being able to have authentic communication, transparent, those things came from lots of practice. You know, the the people today that spend a lot of time texting and be mad stomping around but don't be saying why they're mad like right. wait what <laughs> you better <laughs> get tell me so i can fix it like what's going on <laughs> also just on a health and wellness note if you're a person who has a hard time getting things out if it festers inside it can cause illness and that's real i'm not trying to be funny but you don't want to keep pushing things down, down, down because they rest inside your body. And then you end up with something incurable, chronic illness. And it's really a lot of those things are stress related. And a lot of stress we have is because we haven't let it out. Wow. That's, that's huge, man. You know, it makes sense. Cause like, obviously I'm not a a medic and that's not my, my field per se, but I mean, I've, I've been stressed before and I know how my body reacts when I am stressed for like longer periods of time. You do you stuff, stuff just isn't right. Whether your stomach's hurting, it, it just be like kind of random little stuff that's just, you know, bothering you a little bit. Um, one thing I want to touch on uh, that you mentioned what was the communication piece, man. And I, and I think it's to me, if I, I know, like you say, you're still figuring out what works and what keeps a marriage happy because, you know, each day is its own entity. You know, I'm damn sure still figuring out. I'm way, you know, younger in this than you are. But one thing if I had to point out that I think is an important factor is communication. Um, and, and I mean that in totality, like not just the, the in the sexual sense that we were just discussing, but in all phases of it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think communication probably if I had to pick one would be probably the most important key, because like you say, like if, if, if you don't like something, let me know. If you do like something, let me know. If you wish I did something differently or, or took you out more to take you to this place or, you know, whatever the case may be, just communicate with me. Because like I alluded to earlier today or earlier during the show, um, 
things change, especially when you're in a long relationship. Like things definitely change. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even uh, like you mentioned in the in the bedroom a few minutes ago. You sometimes, you know, some when I was 29 or whatever, maybe I don't like that when I'm 45, or maybe I actually like some now that I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? So I think just communicating, and then you know, and, and the, also your partner being. Um, being open-minded and being a, a, a good recipient of the information. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you disagree with whatever your partner might be sharing, be able to accept that and the fact that they respect you and love you enough to come share that with you and be able to communicate and respond back to your partner in a way that's like positive, effective, and where you guys can find some type of maybe middle ground or whatever. Again, it depends what you're, what you're discussing, but just some type of middle ground and solution to make sure both parties can leave the situation like, okay, feeling good. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, but also don't be afraid to bring in a third party too. Like that's the other thing. I think so often we like trying to figure it out. We want to listen to the relationship podcasts and, you know, and all this different stuff without just like going through the process of going to like a counselor or whatever. I mean, I don't feel like I'm never too proud to say I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. So give me some new tools. You know, I, I'm open to new tools. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's important too. And also to know that if you feel like communication is important, maybe they don't, maybe they're a person who takes time to think about what they want to say. Maybe you want to get it off. Like, that's how I am. Like, if I feel a certain way, I'm going to say it right off the top. Ah, you All know, right. <laughs> um, not, not everybody is like that. And some people need a little bit more time to process and, you know, also kind of trying to give grace to people for not being you. <laughs> right. There you go. Cause everybody different, everybody think, and you, and you can't assume your partner gonna think the exact same way you think, or you know what I'm saying. Like everybody's gonna have, you know, their own opinion, their own style, their own way of thinking, and you gotta, ex you know, again, just accept that, be understanding. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, and also I did want to say this too. It's like we have children, so you also have to look at life in all of its different seasons. Mm -hmm. We had small children back to back. And so we weren't able to go on a weekend trip when they were one, three, and five. Like that just wasn't, and people were like, oh, Claudine, you guys need a date night. That's what you guys did. I'm like, okay, well, you coming over to watch these three little three. kids? Well, no, I'm not doing that, but I'm going to tell you what you need. You know, and it's, it's really one of those things where every relationship is so uniquely its own. You cannot expect to get advice from someone. And here's the other thing. Stop taking advice from people who ain't never been married, don't have nothing to show for it. And, <laughs> mm, I'm trying to tell it. you. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Claudine, something you just mentioned, man, about, and I, I know I, I don't want to go too long. I'm going to hold you too long, but something <laughs> you just mentioned about, you know, obviously you got, you got three little kids when you were, you know, younger. It was all back to back to back. Back to back. And obviously it was things that you couldn't do at that time. Looking at life now in your relationship, and the fact that your kids are, are older now, do you find you're kind of like catching up for lack of better terminology and doing things now that maybe you couldn't do when the kids were little? Delay gratification is my superpower. Ooh, we. 
Hey, talk about <laughs> delayed gratification. That might be the title of this podcast. Claudine Cooper, colon, delayed grat- gratification is my superpower. Can you please touch on that real quick and how you're able to be able to wait for that gratification? Yeah. So for me, as I told you in the last podcast, for those of you who are just watching it, this is remix part two of our first podcast, where I talked about how for many years, 30 years, I've been operating as a fitness and wellness advocate in my neighborhood, never making any money doing it, just doing it from my heart. And I recently received one of the biggest blessings by being on a team of people who get to open up this new luxury fitness facility in my neighborhood. And I wasn't expecting this blessing to come, but my belief is if you consistently put one foot in front of the other, you consistently do good, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And I see it not only in the space of professional career advancement, but I see it in workouts. I see it in marriage. I see it in parenting. The more you just put one foot in front of the other and stay committed to the process, the results are in the repetitions. Mm. I love that, man. That's uh, you Couldn't have said that any, any better than the way you just laid it out there, man. In a world of instant gratification in the microwave society, as my guy Bolo calls it, delayed gratification man is something that's so beautiful and you know it, to me in, in a lot of areas whether it's career whether it's a relationship no matter what it is when you got to wait for something you know what i'm saying when you finally get it you cherish it so much more i feel like you know rather than than it just being easy so I well we so were much. we were at church this weekend and i'm i'm a, i'm gonna leave you with this little thought okay. so the pastor was preaching about planting a seed and the many phases that the seed goes through before the seed produces fruit before it becomes an actual tree so it's seven phases, right? Yeah. So it's not just, you don't just plant the seed, then the next day you wake up and it's a fruit tree, right? right? You plant the seed, it stays in the ground, it opens up, it does all these different things. I don't know all the things, but I just saw it on the PowerPoint presentation at church. Yeah. I'm saying this to say one of the phases that they talked about when you plant a seed is dormancy, and dormancy oftentimes makes you feel like nothing is happening. But what you don't realize is that because you've been planting seeds, something is happening. You just don't see it. But when the tree bears fruit, you also have to be prepared to work because harvest is not easy either. You don't just get to just watch the the fruit fall off the tree and you holding your hands out like, yes, fruit falling off the tree. You still got to put in work. Every phase of planting seeds is a season and every season lasts however long it lasts. You're not in control. God's in control. Man, man, man. I I can can listen listen to you all day, man. You got so much wisdom and knowledge and the way you deliver it, man. It's just it's beautifully said. And I hope our porch family and fans is taking notes and really in, enjoying this for sure, man. Uh we always like to end our, our shows on just something real loose and fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one last kind of question on the relationship side, man. Mm-hmm. Describe for Claudine Cooper for Cece from the Midwest, living on the West Coast. Describe your perfect date night. 
Ooh, see for me, my husband and I, oh yeah. I just want to rewind a little bit. Um, okay. So one of the ways that you can improve your intimacy is by doing active things because you know, physical activity, whether it's a hike, whether it's a workout, whether it's a gym date with your boo, it definitely speeds up those areas of your body that have been kind of like, you know, collecting cobwebs. <laughs> if they have, I don't know. Yeah. So, but with that being said, so uh, my husband and I, our first date, yeah. our very first date was at the Manhattan Beach Sand Dunes. That's how we that's how we, we didn't go out to eat. We went and we sprinted up those sand dunes together. And since then, we've always chosen active ways to celebrate our anniversaries and things like that. So I'll just tell you a perfect date for us. We just had it. When we celebrated our 20 year anniversary, we flew up to Portland, Oregon, which neither of us had ever been. He has family up there, so we wanted to see some family. So one of the elements for me as a perfect date is also to incorporate people that I love, you know, family members, friends, blah, 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 throughout the date. We went to see some family. We rented bikes in Portland and we biked around the whole city. We stopped at the Nike store. We bought some new stuff. That's another thing. You know, we both like our little sports athletic gear. Yeah. Then we went, my husband is a vegan. We went and we ate vegan food. And then it was just us. We got to spend that time together. And you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not really glamorous. I'm not, like I said, I'm not that super, you got to fly me to Dubai and all this other stuff. I don't care about, you know, going shopping at the finest places. I just like to move my body. I like to eat good food and I like to be with people I love. Real simple. I love that. I love that, man. You know, I, I hope all the women is really listening into this episode, especially my age range, the millennials. Again, everybody, hey, different strokes with different <laughs> folks. Everybody got their own thing. But I do believe I'm being real. Some of the things that you're you're teaching and educating or just sharing your truth, I think some of those things could be relatable and should be a guideline to majority. But that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's real. And I think, hey. You know, you guys are in a beautiful relationship and a lot of people can learn from what you guys do. So shout out to your husband. I know I haven't met him, but shout out to him and shout out to you. And thank you for dropping all these gems right here, man. I mean, you you taught a lot to them. I'm trying to think. I mean, you just you just flipped at the end and said, if you want to get them cobwebs up out of you, be active, go work out. Be active, go work out, run around the block a few times, get your body sweaty, make your face a little bit flush. These kinds of things tell you that your body is still moving. It's still energetic. You can, your libido, if your libido is low, mm -hmm. chances are you're not moving enough. That's true. That's see, And that's probably, and I know we can, we got to go, but that's probably why, some people, a lot of times people get older and they kind of start slowing down when it comes to their working out and being active. And that's probably why there is a co correlation at times where people get older and they say, yeah, our sex drive dies down or it doesn't matter that much. Well, that's because you're not being as active as you once were. You, although, yeah, maybe the, the number in age is, is going up. You're, you're, you're still youthful in energy and soul and spirit and you work out more than than me and i'm i'm still in my 20s right now you know what i'm saying so <laughs> someone like you you like shoot yeah 
I'm about to be 49 in a couple of weeks, but I'm still <laughs> still doing my thing and moving around and stuff like that within your relationship. So, um, you know, it, it's funny how you mentioned. I do feel like athletes, too, in general, being a Division One athlete myself and being around athletes my whole life, I do feel like we naturally have a higher, like, drive. Just, be, just being real. So Just being honest. No, it's – listen, there's data. It's scientifically proven that movement, especially consistent daily movement, definitely keeps your body in a more youthful. Have you ever heard of your biological age versus your physical age? It's two different things. So like for me, you say, oh, Claudine, you have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy because I spend my days doing active shit. Like that's fun for me, but it's not fun for everyone. So I always want to take into consideration that when I'm talking about being active, I recognize that many people don't love being active. I don't like to shop, but many women love to shop. So I try to compare it to that because I think to myself how much I hate shopping, right? right? But then I say, but maybe that's how people feel about exercise. So when I say you need to move your ass, it's like someone telling me you need to get out and go to Macy's. And I'm like, no, no, no. I ain't going to Macy's. I ain't getting no more. That's a good comparison, you know, but the only thing different is about that is that you don't really need to go shopping. If we being real, you need to be active to some degree, to some extent. You want to maintain some type of health and mental wellness, even if you're not really like truly working out per se and like really grinding, lifting weights, go for a little walk, walk around your apartment, you know, like just, you got to move around. You can't just be sitting down stagnant because that's just not good for yourself. Um I got one more thing and then I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go because I no, have to take I, Listen, my- I'm chilling. I just don't want to bother you. We, we can talk no, for- no. <laughs> This is my other thing, because I was just thinking about this as it relates to people who are entering into a relationship and how my husband and I, we entered into a relationship. We had both started building our financial life prior to meeting one another, but we really combined our resources. So I've heard women say, oh, he's got to be like already financially stable and already this and already that. But if you can see from the person's character that they're hardworking, that they're consistent, and you know that if you guys combine resources, you could literally take over the world, build an empire. I say, take that risk take a chance on somebody who may not be quote unquote where you want them to be financially, but you guys together can build. I love that, man. I think that's so beautifully said because I've mentioned this a couple of times before. I can't remember if I said it on this particular episode or even to you, but I do feel like men are valued based upon how much money we got. And I don't think that's fair because I do think there's so much more value that we as men bring to this, to this world and to a relationship that's way bigger than just a dollar amount or money. And like you just listed, like, what are my characteristics? Yeah, I understand. Like, trust me, as much as you want want me to have more money, that man wants to have more money. Because naturally as a man, we have pride and it's, it's in our nature to provide and to, you know, and protect and create a situation where our kids or our wife or whatever, our girlfriend is, is secure. So as much as that woman wants me to make money that man wants to make even more than you but you got to look deeper into that and, and and like you said are they hard worker are they ambitious are they are they really putting out true effort like all those matter and i think too often today man people are so worried about 
just that dollar sign and how much money you got. And oh, if you ain't making at least $300,000, you can't even talk. I'm like, what are you bringing to the table, sis? Like, well, we, you put all the expectations on me. And then, like, what, what are you bringing to the table that, that, that even warrants that type of, you know, uh, you know, level or, or, you know, amount of money that I have to reach, you know, the cheesecake factory thing was a huge thing a couple weeks ago. And it's like, you can't take me to cheesecake factory. What? That's like, crazy. What that's wild. Come on now. That's crazy. I mean, I told you we went and did a free thing. And that's the other thing too. We went to do a workout together. That's outside, totally free. Nobody had to come out of their pocket. I could tell in a minute, is he fit? Is he not fit? <laughs> Because that was a requirement for me. Um, but in that case, I do want to say this, though. I think a lot of women have the desire to be taken care of. And so they're not delaying their gratification. And so what they're doing is they want to enter into the relationship and they already want the fruit off the tree to be the fruit of caring for them. So you want to be taken out of your job. You want to be so you can rest and have a soft girl life. But the truth is you got to delay your gratification to be to earn the right to rest. Like you two got to work together to be in a position to retire. My husband and I, we're now in that position, but it's taken us 20 years of literal grinding, you know? Yeah, man. I, Claudine, man, you are now, you my homegirl now. I know we just really met not too long ago, but like we, we locked in now. Cause I feel we like locked in. we locked in. You have, you have that mind. You're the type of woman where you can hang with the fellas and be totally comfortable and chill and normal. Hang with the women, be cool. And I got to shout, I mean, you mentioned your father earlier, man. Shout out to him. Cause I think it's so important the men and, and, you know, raising your kids, sticking around. And not only that, but just when you have a daughter, being able to just have those uncomfortable conversations where it's like, hey, just being real with you. And I can tell, like, just by the way you you think and move, I can tell that, like, he played, like, your fa you had a father in your life, and he played a role in terms of just keeping it real. Because you kind of, you kind of think like a man a little bit in certain, in certain, in certain ways. So it's like, okay, dang. Okay, but in my defense, I am the daughter of a dad. Yep. I am the sister of brothers. Okay. I am the niece of all uncles. And I have a grandfather who also kind of doted on me as well. So I'm male energy is like all around me. And you know that because I'm also an athlete. I'm also somebody who likes to push themselves in the gym, give me the biggest weight, like when I do my workouts, I try to challenge everybody. I'm picking up a bigger weight than the guys. Like, get at me, get at me, let's go. You know, even how you talk, like your tone, like, like you getting me hype right now. I, we can go lift weights right now and like go weight for weight. And I feel go. like I feel like you can hang with me. And I'm I'm a pretty strong dude, Claudine. So I don't, you know, <laughs> but I feel like you right there. So uh no, nah, I love it, man. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I know we had like a little issue behind the scenes with, with everything, but we got it working. And um Man, I appreciate you. And again, congrats on the gym. Let me, we got to talk behind the scenes. I got to figure out if, if it's officially open yet because I'm in Inglewood now. I got to figure out my new gym regimen because I don't have the same amenities that I used to have. We kind of substituted amenities for more space and a better living mm -hmm. situation. So my working out has been kind of trash the last couple. I've been doing stuff at home, but it ain't the same. So I need a new little situation i might need it's help. not the same at home and i realized that during covid it's definitely not the same the new gym is going to open either at the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024 but 
you holler at me behind the scenes and I can get you in there and it's a nice little rate and woo woo wham. So, you know, talk to me after class. Okay, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. Well, uh, thank you so much, man. Shout out to all our porch fans for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, you know, drop a comment, man. Um, like, share with your friends, put it in the group chat, man. And just remember, man, every single day, uh, life is a blessing. And always remember that the best you is the best you. And we are out. Peace. We out. Started on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put in work. Every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we needed. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and hunt and defeat. People don't want us to leave. They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets. Thinking we stunning the sea We came from nothing to something Now up in the lead Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason We put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes Had to go off for the team We gave our all and succeeded Came from the deep end Woman and pops cooking ramen At times that was all we was eating Now we be feasting Five star restaurants every week Whole teams ripped in cloth and it seems They looking hard when we step on the scene Call us out cast We so fresh and so clean Hand about cast Please don't ask for a meeting Just hit the stoop Grab the spaz on the Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the fee Just play it cool when I tax you the fee We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board And go jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can't determine the future Or where you gon' actually be Keep staying presence, our presence a blessing It's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion, detaching The ones who keep acting attached to leech I am no pastor but actually preaching Look up these letters and actually read That was where it all began Had to put in work Every day we got it in Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speak and leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.